Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? So, All right. In today's episode, uh, we'll just break down uh, some of the games that happened on Monday and Tuesday, uh, and then we'll just hop right into some fantasy basketball pickups. Uh, we'll just take a look at some general news uh, going on around the NBA. We'll look at uh, the standings, uh, what's going on there. And then we'll close out uh, with a preview of Wednesday's game slate. So, um, yeah, let's just hop right into things. Uh, going to um, some of the scores from Monday, uh, we, we have the New York Knicks beating the LA Lakers by a score of 111 to 96. Um, it, it was a big game for the Knicks. Uh, Julius Randle just put on a show, 34 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals for him. Alfred Payton, 20 points, three rebounds, two assists. Reggie Bullock, 12 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals for him. And Derrick Rose with 14 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Um, what do you think about this Knicks team? Um, I mean, they're beating the Lakers. I know the Lakers had a lot of injuries, but they still beat the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are still a pretty deep team. Um, they did have a win the day before, I believe. So, I mean, beating, being able to beat the Lakers is still always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the stats from the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder played in this game, uh, 21 points, three rebounds, six assists for him. Uh, Markeith Moore, 17 points, two rebounds, four assists. Kyle Kuzma, 14 points, four rebounds, two blocks for him. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 12 points, four rebounds, four assists. And Taylor Horton Tucker, 10 points, three rebounds, and two assists. So, um yeah, this uh, Lakers team, like you said, they're back and forth. I know that you said they played the night before, so that might be a small excuse for them. But um, without LeBron and AD, how far do you think this team can go? Um, It's kind of hard to say, especially with how deep the West is now. Um, I think if everyone's hot, they can maybe... I'll say maybe like they're a second-round team, maybe a Western conference finals team at the most, but that's like really stretching it. Like maybe a first or a second round team. And are they a home seed in the first round of the playoffs or are they like fifth or lower? Um, I think for the first round depends what the standings are and to kind of how far they can, I mean, how much they can keep on to their current rank, but I guess they might be a little bit lower if they, keep slipping a little bit yeah um they have been falling they are in fifth seed as we speak so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that uh, just moving on to the next game uh, we have the philadelphia 76ers being the dallas mavericks by a score of 113 to 95 uh, joel and b just really went crazy in this game 36.7 rebounds two assists for him uh, tobias harris 10 points four rebounds four assists uh Furkan uh, Korkmaz, uh, 20 points, two rebounds, and two steals for him. Um, Shake Milton, 10 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Um, yeah, this this Philly team, I mean, they're beating up on pretty much everyone when Embiid's healthy. Yeah, I mean, Embiid is, I, th- I mean, I think he's an MVP candidate this year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he definitely should be. I know he missed time due to an injury, so 
that might hurt his case, but we'll definitely have to monitor that. Another potential MVP candidate, uh, Luka Doncic had uh, 32 points, four rebounds, four assists. He played really solid. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 12, 12 points, 11 rebounds, one assist for him. Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, 15.6 rebounds, two assists. And yeah, this Dallas team, it looks like outside of those three players, they didn't get any other double-digit scoring in this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are actually a pretty good defensive team, so it is pretty hard to um, get points on them. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, another surprising game here is the Spurs' big win over the Orlando Magic. I know the Spurs were struggling a bit, but they did get the win, uh, 120-297. Um, just looking at some of the stats here, DeMar DeRozan, 19 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists. Derek White, 15 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. DeJounte Murray, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. And Drew Eubanks, uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. And both Lonnie Walker and Rudy Gay added 12 points. And Rudy Gay also added six rebounds and one assist to go with that. So it was a good effort overall by the Spurs team. Yeah, this was a much needed win for sure. Yeah, they've been slipping. They're now ninth in the West, 500 record. Uh, they really need to build on this win. Yeah, I think they're ninth. So they're pretty much um, looking into the playoffs. So they need, I guess, more performances like this. Yeah, they're going to be in the play-in, but ninth is definitely not favorable. You don't get to be home in that play-in. So you definitely want to try and move into the eighth or seventh seed just to get a better chance there playing at home. Yeah, I mean, the the more advantage you can have, you might as well just go for it. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at Orlando's stats here, Wendell Carter Jr., 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Dwayne Bacon, 14 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Cole Anthony, 12 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. And RJ Hampton, 16 points with 8 rebounds. And I mean, this Orlando team, uh, we already know that they're not going to make the playoffs. We already know they're rebuilding. Um, I mean, can they play spoiler to some teams or are they just going to get dog walked pretty much every game? I mean, they've had some pretty surprising upsets, so I think they do have the potential to kind of spoil it for certain teams. For example, I guess teams are that are like maybe ninth or 10th, I think they definitely have the chance for that. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of 10th in the East, uh, Chicago Bulls losing to the Memphis Grizzlies, 101-90. Uh, Memphis played really solid here. Jonas Valanciunas, 26 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, double-double for him. John Morant, 13 points, three rebounds, 10 assists, also with the double-double. Grayson Allen, 14 points, six rebounds, two assists. Dylan Brooks, um, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists for him. And yeah, this um, Grizzlies team, they've been slowly putting together some wins here. Yeah, um, I mean, they're a pretty good team. I think they were they were in the playoffs last year, so they're definitely trying to get back into it. Actually, I think Portland beat them in the bubble. They were in the playoffs at the end of the season, but you know how they had that whole play-in thing? Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Portland beat them there. But yeah, they're pretty much a playoff team. They're very solid. 
Um, and then just looking at the Chicago Bulls, uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, 17 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, five steals, one block. So big line for him, double-double there. Um, Zach Levine, 21 points, four rebounds, nine assists. Thaddeus Young, 20 points, one rebound, one assist. And Daniel Theis, uh, 18 points, four rebounds, and two assists for him. And yeah, just looking at this Bulls team, I mean, I feel like they've been a little bit disappointing uh, since acquiring Vucevic at the deadline. They just haven't really been able to put it together on a consistent basis. Yeah, it feels weird because um, I feel like this line on this um, this team, this roster on paper, they should be a lot higher than they are now. I mean, you see guys like Laurie Markkinen, who's really good. Um, Thaddeus Young was... He's pretty good. Vucevic, obviously, is really good. Levine's really good. Daniel Tice was in the playoffs for the Celtics. And I'm actually surprised that the Celtics traded him to the Bulls, but they did for whatever reason. And it looks like he's playing pretty well now. So, I mean, hopefully they'll be able to kind of show their potential, but we'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. And um, like one thing I noticed, I know we talked about this earlier in the season with the Atlanta Hawks. They were so talented, but they just couldn't get it together. Then they fired their coach, brought in a new coach. And I mean, everything seems to be working for them. They're now fourth in the East. So, I mean, I don't know whether it might be a coaching problem for the Bulls. Uh, I'm not sure. It might be a chemistry problem. There might be some sort of issue. They got a lot of talented guys. They got guys like Colby White there. Um, you know, just they're full of talent. This team, Zach Levine is at another level. Vucevic is playing so solid this year, especially for fantasy owners. And yeah, I mean, I, there's no reason why Chicago can't be a for sure playoff team. They're just not playing like it. Yeah, I guess maybe because they added so many players so late, especially somebody like Vucevic. Um, I guess for normally for teams like they kind of have like a go-to who's the go-to guy who's the guy after that so i guess maybe they're just trying to figure out the dynamics of how that's going to work out yeah for sure and um just moving on to the next game uh, the new orleans pelicans beat the sacramento kings 117 to 110 i'm um, just looking at some of the stats uh brandon ingram 34 points six rebounds seven assists one steal two blocks so full line for him Zion Williamson, 30 points, six rebounds, four assists for him. Steven Adams, six points, 16 rebounds, one steal for him. Wes Iwundu, uh, 11 points and seven rebounds. Eric Bledsoe, 13 points, two rebounds, five assists, two steals. And Kira Lewis Jr., 11 points, one rebound, and three assists. So, yeah, this uh, Pelicans team looked really solid. I believe this was Brandon Ingram's return to the lineup, and they played really well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this, and I mean, they're all the players that played. Um, almost all of them had, I think, double digits and points. There were a few guys who were under under that, but I think for the people who played like over fifteen minutes, they all did pretty well. Yeah, I know they're still missing Alonzo uh, Ball, so definitely their full starting lineup isn't fully together, but. Yeah, they are playing well. And just looking at the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox played really well. 43 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists for him. So really solid. Um, Harrison Barnes, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals, 1 block. So full line. Uh, Dellen Wright, uh, 12 points, 1 rebound, and 4 steals. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, 12 points, 1 rebound, and seven and 6 assists. Uh, Maurice Harkless, uh, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals for him. 
And I mean, it looks like the scoring was a little bit more spread out uh, for this Kings team, but yeah, uh, like we said, they, they just couldn't get it done here. Yeah. I mean, the, the Kings are good. They have a pretty good starting five, but um, I guess even with their starting five, they just came up short. Yeah, for sure. And um, speaking of coming up short, we have a big upset here. The Washington Wizards beating the Utah Jazz by a score of 125 to 121. Um, this was the return to the lineup for Bradley Beal, who had 34 points, three rebounds, five assists. Russell Westbrook, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, triple-double for him. Uh, Daniel Gafford, uh, 15 points, four rebounds. Um and uh, David Bertans, 10 points, four rebounds, one assist. Uh, and Robin Lopez adding 10 points, two rebounds, and one assist. So, I mean, this Washington team just played really well. It surprised me. Yeah, this is a very surprising upset, especially considering the Jazz were favored in this game and they were supposed to win by a lot. But the opposite ended up happening. Yeah, I can totally see that. And um, just looking at Utah here, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, 33 points, five rebounds, one assist. Donovan Mitchell, 42 points, three rebounds, six assists. So clearly he wasn't the problem. He played really well. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 12 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, double-double. Uh, Royce O'Neal, two points, 12 rebounds, two assists. And Joe Ingles, 18 points, four rebounds, and six assists. And outside of that starting lineup, they just really didn't get much else going. Yeah, um, there were some guys who had, I guess, outside of the starting five who had 15 minutes, but it looks like they, I guess they uh, didn't have enough touches to kind of uh, make a proper impact for the team. Yeah, it really looks like they were missing some people too. I don't see Jordan Clarkson here um, and, and others. Um, yeah, like Mike Conley's not here obviously as well. Uh, so that might have hurt Utah in this game. Um, they weren't as deep, clearly, and I think that's what contributed to this loss. Yeah, I think the Wizards are, I guess, deeper than I think people give them credit for, mostly because of their record, but they have had some surprising upsets. Yeah, and I guess Bradley Beal coming back really gave them that boost. Yeah, I think with Bradley Beal and uh, Westbrook around, you should be able to expect some more upsets. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of an upset here, the Denver Nuggets were upset by the Golden State Warriors, 116 to 107. Uh, Golden State just played phenomenal. Just looking at Steph Curry, 53.6 rebounds, four assists. I don't know why he's not in MVP conversations. He is playing amazing uh golden state only seems to win when he's in the lineup um and then draymond green 18.7 rebounds seven assists four steals for him andrew wiggins 17 points one rebound one assist two steals and kent basmore uh 14 points three rebounds two assists um but yeah this was pretty much the steph curry show yeah i mean he had a historic night um that 53 points uh, i guess made him officially the highest scoring um, warrior of all time, surpassing Wilt Cham Chamberlain. So congrats to Steph Curry. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at uh, some of the Denver uh, stats here, Nikola Jokic, uh, 12 points, uh, sorry, 27 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, double-double. Jamal Murray, 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals. I know we heard that he had a season-ending injury. So 
thoughts and prayers out to him and the Nuggets will miss him for sure. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 12 points, nine rebounds, two assists. And Monte Morris, 10 points, one rebound, two assists. Just what are your thoughts on this overall Denver Nuggets effort? Um, I mean, it's unfortunate for Jamal Murray's injury. He's a very important scorer for the Denver Nuggets. And um, I'm not sure how far they'll be able to go into the playoffs without him. But I guess we'll have to see. But I guess for the others... um, I think they did a pretty good job, especially Michael Porter Jr. And I guess we might see some more scoring by Aaron Gordon and Will Barton. Yeah, for sure. They definitely need to contribute a little bit more now that Jamal Murray will be out of the lineup. And um, just looking at a one more score here from Monday night, uh, the Phoenix Suns beating the Houston Rockets by a score of 126 to 120. The Suns played really well here. Uh, Jay Crowder, 26 points, two rebounds, two assists. Devin Booker, 24.7 rebounds, seven assists. Chris Paul, nine points, four rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 18 points, eight rebounds for him. And Cameron Payne, 11 points, two rebounds, and four assists. And Cameron Johnson, adding 11 points, one rebound, four assists, and three steals. Uh, so what did you think about this uh, Phoenix Suns team? Um. I mean, this Phoenix Suns team is pretty good. They've been able to clutch a lot of wins. Um, I guess uh, for people who are expecting kind of a blowout, I guess this might be a little bit of a disappointment, but the Houston Rockets are a lot better than they were at the start of the season. So I don't think you can be too hard on the Suns for that. Yeah, just looking at some of the stats for the Rockets, uh, Christian Wood, 25 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, two steals, double-double. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 22 points, uh, five rebounds, 14 assists, two steals, so big night for him. John Wall, 13 points, two rebounds, eight assists. Kelly Olenek, uh, 16 points, eight rebounds, one assist. And Jay Sean Tate, 10 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, and one block. So a full line for him. And yeah, like you said, Houston did pretty well to stay close with the Suns. Yeah, I think uh, they finally kind of figured things out. And they have a lot more depth. They were able to make some big trades. And they should be able to um, compete with more teams at for the rest of the regular season now. Yeah, for sure. Um, this Houston team clearly is not as bad as they were earlier in the season when they had that long losing streak. And uh, just moving into some of the Tuesday games, um, Brooklyn against Minnesota, um, that was moved from Monday. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by a score of 127, 297. Uh, Just looking at some of the stats for the Nets, Kevin Durant, 31 points, four rebounds, four assists. Joe Harris, 23 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals for him. Uh, Landry Shamet, uh, 19 points, five rebounds, five assists. DeAndre Jordan, 13.7 rebounds, two assists. And Bruce Brown, nine, nine points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and one block for him. So uh, what do you think about this Nets team? Um, I mean, they're arguably the deepest team in the league, as I've been saying I think, honestly, they might be favorites to win the entire thing, if not make it into the finals. Yeah, for sure. But I know in this game, they were clearly without a lot of their superstars. No Harden, uh, no Kyrie, uh, no LaMarcus Aldridge in this game. 
Uh, so how do you think that, uh, how do you think they'll do if any of those superstars had to miss time? Um, I guess if Harden or Kyrie is forced to miss a significant amount of time in the playoffs, they maybe, I guess, Philadelphia might have a chance to um, beat them. But I think even with that, um, I don't really see another team, I guess, like kind of maybe Milwaukee. Maybe Milwaukee. I think it's it's still basically just between those three for the most part. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just looking at some of Minnesota's stats here, Anthony Edwards, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 15 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. And that was it for double-digit scoring. Um, there really wasn't much to record as Carl Anthony Towns did not play in this game. Minnesota just looks like a, a different team when he's not in the lineup. Yeah, I guess it kind of shows the impact that he has on this team, but I guess it kind of also shows um, where the Timberwolves kind of um, need to work on their um, depth. So I guess maybe in the offseason, they'll be able to make some moves. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. Um, just looking at the next score from Tuesday night, uh, the LA Clippers being the Indiana Pacers by a score of 126 to 115. I was looking at some of the stats here. Paul George, 36.7 rebounds, eight assists, two steals. So big night for him. Uh, Marcus Morris, 22.7 rebounds, three assists, another big night. Uh, Vika Zubac, uh, 14.7 rebounds, two assists. Uh, Nick Batum, uh, four points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, and five blocks for him. So really solid from Batum. Uh, Terrence Mann, 12 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. And Luke Kenner, 10 points, three rebounds, and four assists. So uh, what do you think about this effort from the Clippers? Uh, it was a very big effort and a very good win against a pretty decent Pacers team. Yeah, there was no Kawhi Leonard in this game uh, for the Clippers. Um, also missing uh, Pat Beverly. And I believe they were missing one other player. Uh, he's not coming to mind right now. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, clearly that didn't matter for the Clippers. They just went out and did their thing and got the win. Yeah, I think um, these are the kind of nights that you need to have, especially without all of your guys in. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just looking at the Indiana side here, uh, DeMantis Sabonis, uh, 20 points, 13 rebounds, two assists. Karis LeVert, 26 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals, three blocks, so full line for him. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 29 points, five rebounds, four assists. TJ McConnell, 13 points and four rebounds for him. Um, and that is pretty much it for double-digit scoring. Uh, yeah, there just wasn't a lot else for this team outside of the starting lineup. Yeah, normally um, Doug McDermott is kind of a guy who can, um, I guess, uh, give the Pacers a bit of a boost, but I think he did have um, an injury in the second quarter, so they were really um, missing his scoring. Yeah, and um, speaking of scoring, um, this Atlanta Hawks team has just been on fire. Uh, they beat the Toronto Raptors by a score of 108 to 103. Uh, looking at some of the stats, Clint Capella, 19 points, 21 rebounds, one assist, double-double. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 23 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, Brandon Goodwin, uh, 18 points, uh, five rebounds, three assists, two steals for him. Uh, Kevin Herter, uh, 17 points and four assists for him. And yeah, I mean, 
it looks like there was no Trey Young in this game or Gallinari, and I mean they just got things done. Yeah, this was a very clutch game uh, by Atlanta for sure. Um, and then just looking at some of the Toronto stats here, Pascal Siakam, thirty point six rebounds, seven assists, two blocks to go with that. It's really solid for him. Uh, Malachi Flynn, twenty two points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals for him. OG Ananobi, fifteen point six rebounds for him. And uh, Kem Birch, uh, 13 points and seven rebounds to go with two steals for him. And outside of that, uh, the rest of this Raptors lineup just really couldn't get anything done in this game. Yeah, it's a been, I guess, a pretty disappointing game. Um, Gary Trent was pretty quiet this game. Chris Boucher was pretty quiet. I think Kem Birch was on the Orlando Magic, but he's kind of a new addition for the Raptors, so... It looks like he did some stuff, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, for sure. And um, speaking of not enough, um, the Charlotte Hornets just couldn't put together enough to beat the LA Lakers. The Lakers win by a score of 101 to 93. I'm just looking at some of the stats for the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, 24 points, four rebounds, one assist. Dennis Schroeder, 19 points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals. So big game for him. Alex Caruso, 13 points, two rebounds, six assists. And Andre Drummond, four points, 12 rebounds, and one assist to go along with his three steals. So a big game for Drummond as well. So, yeah, what do you think about this Lakers team? They actually get the win here. Um, It's another clutch win. This Again, this is like the kind of win that you would want, especially against a team like Charlotte, who is seventh in the East. Uh, you want to be able to beat teams like that, especially if you're a Western team. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of Charlotte's stats here, Jalen McDaniels, 16 points, eight rebounds, one assist, and two steals. Miles Bridges, 13.7 rebounds, three assists. Uh, Bismack Biombo, uh, 10 points, 12 rebounds, one assist, a double-double for him. Caleb Martin also with the double-double, 17 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. And Devontae Graham with 19 points, one rebound, and six assists. So, yeah, they were clearly missing a lot of their big-time players. Um, obviously, no LaMelo Ball, no Gordon Hayward, no Terry Rozier. So, I guess it was really tough for the Hornets to generate some type of offense. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have the depth that the Lakers do. So, um, the starters, I think they played really well. Um, Bismack Biombo had a really... A big game. Uh, a lot of the players there had a big game, but I mean, the Lakers, they're just a deeper team. Yeah, you can clearly see that uh, with the way the game finished off. And um, looks like Utah got things back on track. They beat OKC by a score of 106, 296. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the stats here. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, 23.7 rebounds, one assist. Uh, George's Nyang, uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, double-double. Rudy Gobert, 13 points, 14 rebounds, one assist, one steal, seven blocks. So big line for Gobert. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 22 points, four rebounds, three assists. And Mike Conley returning uh, gets 15 points, two rebounds, and 14 assists to go with two steals. So a double-double for him as well. And yeah, this Utah team just looked way better with Mike Conley in the lineup. Yeah, I guess it kind of shows the impact that Mike Conley has on this team. Yeah, clearly having him at the one definitely benefits them. And just looking at OKC, uh, Moses Brown, 12 points, 15 rebounds, two steals, double-double. 
Uh, Lugans Dort, uh, 42.7 rebounds, three assists, four steals. Monster night for him. Uh, it looks like the clip, the, the sorry, the, the Thunder really needed him. And he just came through. Um, of course, it wasn't enough. They lost the game, but he played really solid. Uh, Ty Jerome, 14 points, two rebounds, two assists. And yeah, um, just three guys in double-digit scoring in this game. Uh, what do you think about OKC? Um, I mean, they have a main guy in against Dort, so I guess uh, maybe if they can just kind of continue to build around him, we might be able uh, to see some more competitive games from them in the future. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, uh, it was a solid effort. I know they were leading the game um, partway through, and then they just really couldn't get it done against Utah, obviously, because Utah is a pretty solid team. Yeah, I mean... Utah is like first in the West. So um, I think being able to kind of compete with them, it's still pretty respectable for a team that's about 13th in their conference. Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking at some of the scores still in progress as we're recording, uh, the Suns are up on the heat uh, in the fourth quarter and uh, the Blazers are up on the Celtics in the third quarter. So I know uh, this will probably be the last time we visit these scores, but that's just sort of an update uh, from the time that we are recording. And um, yeah, I think we can just move on now uh, to the fantasy basketball pickups. Uh, Nate, give me uh, three of your pickups. I'll give you three of mine. And then we'll sort of finish off our pickups after that. Sure. So I guess I'll start with uh, Dorian Finney-Smith for the Dallas Mavericks. Um He's averaging 9 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 1.6 assists so far. Um, he's a player that gets a lot of minute, minutes for Dallas. He gets about over 30 minutes almost every game. Um, he gets threes, he gets points, he gets rebounds. Those are kind of his um, main things. And then he gets some assists, some steals, some blocks. He doesn't get a lot of turnovers, so that's something that you always want. And his field goal percentage is pretty decent. And uh, he's about 26% rostered right now. So um, if you're in a shallow, shallower league, then you definitely want to pick him up before he gets over 30% rostered. And I guess my next pick is Mo Bamba for the Magic. Um, he's averaging six points, four rebounds, and five, 0.5 assists right now. But He's had a pretty big um, night over the past couple of weeks. Uh, he's about 24% rostered, but he's been having uh, double-digit points. He's been having a lot of rebounds. So uh, if you need that and maybe some threes and I guess some, I guess a high field goal percentage, uh, you should definitely pick him up if you're in a... Uh, I guess a deep, a deep league. Um, I kind of misspoke about uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. He's more of a deep league pickup as well, but same with uh, Mo Bamba, a deep league pickup. But I guess if you have a center that's kind of, um, they're injured right now, you can definitely pick him up and he can, I guess, fill in for your starting center. And I guess my third one's going to be Doug McDermott again for the Pacers. Uh, averaging 13 points, three rebounds, and 1.4 assists. Um, he's another deep league pickup. He was um, injured in the Clippers game, but 
Um, I guess depending on how bad the injury is, uh, if it's not too bad, uh, you shouldn't really worry about it. He's been getting uh, double digits in points. He's been getting uh, rebounds. So if you need another score off the off the bench or if you're in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at him. So those are three of my guys. Yeah, for sure. And um, just taking a look at some of my picks. Uh, my first pick is Sadiq Bey from the Detroit Pistons, small forward. He's around uh, 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues. It's more of a shallow league uh, pickup, I think. And yeah, he's just been pretty solid. Uh, I mean, in his last, uh, what is it, four games, he's averaged around 20 points, uh, around five rebounds, around one assist, around two steals per game. I um, mean, he's just really solid. Uh, some of the games, he didn't even have any turnovers, so just really solid overall. Perfect free throw. Uh, his field goal is around 0.500, so definitely someone to check out. Um if you're in a shallow league, uh, if you're in a deep league, if he's on the waiver, you should absolutely pick him up, but he most likely won't be available. Um, and then also for my second pick, I have Jalen Brunson from the Dallas Mavericks. He can play both guard positions. He's around 30% rostered. Um, I know most of these picks are shallow league picks. Um, so definitely if you're in a deep league, uh, just keep an eye. If these guys are on the waiver, definitely take a look at them. Uh, he's been averaging, I'd say in his last uh, stretch of about uh, 15 or sorry, um, eight to 10 games. He's been averaging around 15 points, around four rebounds, around three assists. Um, he'll get a steal uh, here and there. Um, his free throw, I mean, it's been a little inconsistent. Um, so you might want to watch out for that. And his field goal has been pretty decent, been averaging around 0.5. 100 i say over the past month so definitely pretty solid there and yeah i'm um, just definitely someone to add definitely in deep leagues and definitely for shallow leagues take a look at him um and then one more pickup i have um is nick batum from the la clippers he can play both forward positions um he's ranked 61 and he's only around 35 percent roster in yahoo leagues which is surprising for that high of a rank um he's just been so solid over the entire season um, you know, he's been averaging eight points, five rebounds, two assists. He's been averaging one steal per game, 0.4 blocks, and only 0.8 turnovers per game. He barely turns the ball over, really solid. His free throw over the season, 0.843, um, and his field goals, uh, 0.465. So just really solid. In his last uh, three games stretch, he had an average of 15 points. He had an average of six rebounds. He had an average of one assist, one steal, and he's averaging two to three blocks per game. He had five in his most recent game. If you need blocks, he's just been really solid as of late. Kawhi Leonard has not been playing because of a foot injury, so this guy will be filling in at power forward, so definitely take a look at him. He's pretty much a must pick up at this point. Uh, no matter what league you're in, he'll cover any different category that you might need. Um, and then, yeah, those are three of my picks. For sure. And I guess I got two more picks that are, again, deep league picks. Um, I have Dean Wade. He's been uh, trending for a while. He's pretty he's pretty hot right now. Um, it's about 10% rostered. Um, so far, he's averaging 5 points, 3 rebounds, about 1.1 assists. But um, like I said, he's been pretty hot. Uh, against New Orleans, he got five threes, 21 points, six rebounds, two assists, and three steals. So 
depending on the schedule, because um, Cleveland is kind of lower um, in the standings, they're not as uh, deep of a team as other teams. So kind of depending on the schedule, uh, if they're facing a team that hasn't been doing as well, for example, like a team like Detroit, um, you can kind of expect him to kind of have uh, better games. But if it's kind of a stronger team like Utah, he might not have the best game. But even in those games, he still puts up uh, pretty decent stats in terms of like field goal percentage and things like that. He gets a lot of minutes because um, Larry Nance Jr. hasn't been playing late recently. Kevin Love hasn't been playing recently. And he's eligible in point guard, power forward, and center. Um, I think he's the only player I've seen who's, who has that kind of eligibility. So um, if you need somebody in those kind of slots in a deep league, definitely pick him up. Um, if you have some injuries, he's somebody who can, I guess, uh, be uh, on your roster until your starters come back. And uh, my last guy is Ty Jerome for OKC again. Um, he's averaging... Uh, 9.8 points, three rebounds, three assists. So very decent numbers. He's only 4% rostered and he gets, uh, like I said, a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists. So um, if you see him in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at him. And uh, those are my picks. All right. Yeah. I also got a couple more. Um, Marcus Morris from the uh, LA Clippers. Uh, he's just been so solid. Um, yeah, in his last game, 22.7 rebounds, three assists. In the game before that, 33.6 rebounds, six three-pointers made. So this is a big man that can shoot threes. He plays both power forward and center, only 30% rostered in Yahoo League. So definitely go and add this guy. Uh, if Kawhi Leonard is out, he will be playing lots of minutes as well. So definitely go take a look at him. His free throw is his only uh, short end of the stick, um, only making about half of his free throws as of lately. Uh, so definitely um, that should be a category you're punting if you're picking him up. And um, his field goal is just really solid. Um, over his past two games, he's had um, over 0.700 field goals. So um, the more minutes he seems to get, the better his field goal seems to be. So it's just more opportunities, I guess. So yeah, definitely... Marcus Morris is a must add. And then just one more player I have is Kendrick Nunn. He can play both guard positions. He plays for the Miami Heat. Uh, he's close to 40% rostered now. He's been added over 20% in the last week. So definitely people are jumping on this guy. Um, uh, since coming back uh, from injury, um, he's just been so solid. Um, he's been averaging around uh, close to 15 points, um, around uh, four rebounds, around four assists. Um, he's uh, averaged around one steal, one block per game. He doesn't turn over the ball much. Uh, he's been perfect in the free throw. Um, and his field goal has been over 0.500 in those past two games since he came back from injury. So definitely uh, someone to take a look at. He is starting at the guard position with Oladipo being out of the lineup. So definitely something to monitor if Kendrick Nunn's minutes continue to go up. Um, he's pretty much a must add at this point. So uh, that is my last pickup. And um, I guess we'll just move into our general uh, standings uh, talk, our general update. Uh, taking a look at the standings, um, 
Out of the eight teams currently seated in the in playoff spots, so Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta, uh, sorry, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Miami, Boston, Charlotte, and the New York Knicks. Um, I don't know who has a chance to maybe drop out um, if the Pacers or Bulls get hot. Um, I guess maybe Charlotte if um, they don't have all of their guys in. Um, I feel like uh, the Knicks are pretty good right now. They might be able to keep uh, their spot. So if the Hornets do end up dropping and the Pacers continue to be hot, we might see kind of the Knicks get the seventh spot. And uh, maybe the Pacers could take the eighth spot and then Charlotte might be out. For the Bulls, um, they're probably going to have to go on a crazy run. I'm not sure if they'll be able to kind of catch up to Charlotte or the Knicks. So I would say maybe the Pacers have the highest chance. Yeah, and just looking at things, the Knicks do have a two-point lead over, or sorry, a two-game lead over the Indiana Pacers for that eighth spot. So definitely uh, things are starting to shape out. Um, I know there is a play-in, so 10 teams will make it, and the bottom four will face uh, uh, in this series to determine who gets the final two playoff spots. So we'll definitely see how that shapes out. And then just, I guess, looking at the West, um, from the Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers, Denver Nuggets, LA Lakers, Portland Blazers, uh, Dallas, Memphis, and I guess, yeah, uh, ninth is San Antonio and 10th is Golden State. Um, I guess, which team do you see falling? Do you see the Lakers falling really far? Uh, could the Lakers fall outside the top eight? Uh, what do you see in this Western Conference? I don't think the Lakers are going to fall outside of the top eight. Um, I'd be kind of surprised. I don't think they should be lower than seventh. Maybe they might fall to sixth, but kind of depends on how hot the other teams are playing. I mean, the Lakers were able to get wins without LeBron and without AD. So I think if they drop maybe they'd be sixth. Yeah, they have been playing better as of late, so I don't really see them dropping out of a playoff spot, but they definitely could drop a little lower than fifth seed, depending on how hot Portland and other teams below them get. Um, And then just looking at some of the other teams, I know the Spurs and the Warriors have not been as hot as of late. They've only won four out of their last 10 respectively. Uh, So it has been tough, but... I mean, both teams have won two games in a row. Are they starting to turn things around? Um, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, the Warriors, they have kind of a larger hill to climb than the Spurs. I think the Spurs, they if they go on, if they uh, keep their win streak up by maybe like a few more wins, um, and if some other teams end up dropping down, they might be able to get that eighth spot. For the Warriors, I think they're going to have to uh, either keep their streak for a much longer time or go on multiple streaks. But, I mean, I guess with Steph Curry, you never want to count them out. Yeah, just the way that he can take over a game. Uh, they're pretty much never out of it in every game when he's in the lineup. So uh, definitely it is something to monitor. And then what about the Pelicans? or the Sacramento Kings, do you think either of the two have a chance? I know the Kings have lost seven in a row, so I think they're pretty much out of it uh, now. Um, So I think it's just pretty much the Pelicans. Do they have a chance of getting into maybe a top 10 spot? Uh, Top 10, maybe. 
Um, I think anything higher than that is going to be a little bit of a stretch because you're pretty much dependent on every other team like playing worse. And I think on paper, the other teams are a little bit deeper than the Pelicans right now. Not that the Pelicans are bad, but they are missing um, Lonzo Ball at the moment. So I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how the standings are shaping out as of right now. Uh, so let's just move into the preview for Wednesday's games. Uh, just taking a look at some of the spreads. Um, I know we don't have a lot of the spreads. So uh, I think that uh, as of right now, we can sort of just pretty much pick who we think is going to win each game. Um, just looking at the Wednesday slate, we have the Milwaukee Bucks at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um I don't know if Carl Anthony Towns is going to play. So I think it's in my mind, I think uh, Milwaukee should win this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then looking at the next game, the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Hornets did play Tuesday night, so it will be a back-to-back for them. Uh, does Cleveland have a chance of beating the Hornets or do you think the Hornets are still the better team? I think the Hornets are still the better team on paper, but uh, like you said, it's a back-to-back. Um, I think it depends if Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball play as well. Um, if they don't, then I think we might see an upset by the Cavs. And then even Rozier and Washington were not in the lineup. So, I mean, if they're missing most of their team, um, I know Larry Nance is supposed to be back uh, for Cleveland. So, I don't know, does that give Cleveland a boost? I think that gives them a boost, yeah. Yeah, so I think that they definitely do have a chance to win this game. Um, definitely if Charlotte has some of their players in the lineup, they can still win it. But yeah, we'll definitely have to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then looking at the next games, the Brooklyn Nets against the Philadelphia 76ers, they have identical records. Who wins this game? It's going to be really tough. Um, I think it's kind of dependent on who's playing. I think uh, if we don't see all three of the main superstars in, then I think Philly might have a chance to kind of um, take it. But I think even if it's like two or more of their of their big three, then I would still kind of take the nets on this. Yeah, I think if Kyrie's in the lineup, and I think LaMarcus Aldridge might be in the lineup as well. So I think I definitely would side with Brooklyn there. But yeah, Philly is no team to sleep on for sure. Uh, They're definitely strong enough when healthy to take on this Brooklyn team. But yeah, I'd monitor that for sure. I might side a little bit with Brooklyn. Yeah, I think the one thing going for Philly is, I guess, Joel Embiid. As long as he's in, it should still be competitive and they... Uh, the 76ers do have an advantage in terms of rebounds, so um, it should be a competitive game. Yeah, for sure. And I'm um, just looking at another game here. We have the San Antonio Spurs against the Toronto Raptors. Our two favorite teams are going head-to-head here. Um, I like the Spurs. They're get, starting to get hot at the right time. Maybe they are turning it around. I don't know. Who do you like in this game? Um, I mean, the Spurs are hot right now and the Raptors, um, they're still pretty cold. They still haven't, I guess, uh, found their groove yet. So, I mean, I would, I would like to say that I think the Raptors are going to win, but, um, I've, I guess I've seen too many nights where they just come up a little bit short. So I guess I'll have to 
go with the Spurs on this one. Yeah, also the Raptors coming off of a back-to-back. It's just not really a good situation for them. Uh, DeMar DeRozan should have a big night against his former team, so that's definitely something to look out for. Yeah, I guess it's another revenge game for him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And just looking at the next game on the slate, the LA Clippers against the Detroit Pistons. Um, As long as Paul George is in the lineup, they're going to win this game, even if Kawhi doesn't play. Um, the Clippers are clearly still the better team. Yeah, I think so as well. All right, and looking at the next games, the Orlando Magic at the Chicago Bulls. From a paper standpoint, you might think the Bulls would win, but do you think the Magic have a chance to win this game, or is this just a Chicago game? Um, I think on paper it's a Bulls game, but um, the Bulls haven't uh, been able to kind of click consistently, so I think there might be a chance that the Magic could take it, especially if they kind of um, get their rebounding down. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just looking at the next game, um, it's the New York Knicks at the New Orleans Pelicans. Both teams are trying to make the playoffs. Um, who do you think wins this game? Hmm, I think they're both pretty evenly matched, but I think I will maybe take the Pelicans if Lonzo balls in. Yeah, I think the Pelicans are favored right now. Um, I don't know. The Knicks have been very hot lately. I wouldn't sleep on them. Um, it, like you said, it is going to be a tough um, game. But yeah, if I think if just Ingram and Zion are playing, I might side with the Pelicans just because c- of how good both of them have been. Yeah, they've been pretty hot right now. So I think... Uh, I think it should still be a competitive game, but maybe the Pelicans will be able to kind of um, come away with the win. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is looking like a big slate for Wednesday. Uh, we got the Indiana Pacers at the Houston Rockets. I think this is a rebound game for the Pacers. Um, or do you think the Rockets have a chance in this game? Um, I think for the Pacers... They do have the potential to beat the Rockets, but uh, they need everybody to kind of fire on all cylinders. Kind of similar to to the Rockets, but I feel like the Rockets are hot right now. So I think if an upset was to happen, you might want to choose the Rockets. Yeah, I think that it, this matchup is definitely closer than people might expect. Um, and then just looking at the next matchup, uh, the Golden State Warriors at the OKC Thunder. Um, if Steph Curry plays, I'm definitely siding with the Warriors here. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty much a no-brainer at this point. And just looking at the next game on the slate, um, the Dallas Mavericks at the Memphis Grizzlies. This is a really intriguing game in my mind. The seventh and eighth seeds in the West going head-to-head. Um, this will be very telling of which team is the better team. Who do you like here? Um, it looks a bit like a toss up. Um, I think, uh, Memphis kind of has the advantage in both categories, but it's only by like a small margin. So it's pretty much anyone's game. Yeah. I think that this might be a bounce back game for the Dallas Mavericks having lost uh, to the Philly 76ers. So I definitely keep an eye out for that. But Memphis is at home and they have been playing really well. So it is going to be a tight game for sure. Uh, and then looking at the next game, the Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. 
Uh, who do you like here? Um, I think I might take the heat on this because um, Denver is missing Jamal Murray and they're going to need a boost from more of their players in order to beat the heat. Yeah, for sure. I think I can definitely agree with that. And then one last game on the slate, the Washington Wizards at the Sacramento Kings. And at this point, we can't pick the Kings. They've just been losing too much. If Bradley Beal's playing, I think the Wizards can win this. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's the end of Wednesday's preview. Um, And then uh, for next week, uh, we will be addressing the fantasy basketball playoffs, as most leagues will be starting that. Uh, we'll definitely look at some, uh, which teams are the best to pick up from um, in terms of both favorable schedules and favorable uh, standing matchups. So definitely teams that are still very competitive uh, near the end of the season in the NBA. Uh, we'll talk about that, uh, which teams to sort of target uh, when picking up players, that kind of thing. So we'll definitely check that out next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for big time basketball for this week. Uh, Nate, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.